0: Turn off your phone.
1: I'm sorry, Miss Lehman. I think someone retweeted
0: me. Seth, you're just some random kid in high school. Who would retweet retweet you?
1: <laughs> Kellyanne, I just retweeted the best tweet. I mean, wow, what a great, smart tweet. <laughs> Mr. Trump, we're in a security briefing. I know, but this could not wait. It was from a young man named Seth. He's 16, he's in high school, and I really did retweet him, seriously. This is real.
0: He really did do this.
1: Well, sir, you're the president-elect, so I guess you can do whatever you want, but we'd really like to fill you in on Syria. God, Godson seems so cool. His Twitter bio says he wants to make America great again. That is cool, sir. It also says he loves the Anaheim Ducks.
0: You see there is a reason actually the donald tweets so much he does it to distract the media
1: from his business conflicts and all the very scary people in his cabinet oh that does make sense very clever sir actually that's not why i do what i do it because my brain is bad. but i promise i'm done retweeting i'm ready to buckle down and
0: Live from Chicago, it's Monday Morning Marketing. Uh, I'm Elise Glink.
1: And I'm John Byrne.
0: And we're happy to be back in touch with you after a few months respite. Uh, We had to wait and watch for the outcome of the presidential election. And there is so much more material now.
1: Yes, there is.
0: Oh, so exciting. So... John has taken a job. He is now CMO of a mid-sized law firm in Chicago. He still works on the Burn blog when you have ch- when you have a chance, right?
1: Uh, yes.
0: <laughs> that's honest.
1: That's a, that's that a is tr- the honest, yes.
0: Right. And I still have ThinkLink Media, and we have redone thinklink.com, so take a look at that. And I've launched a brand new company called Better Make Money. No, Best, Best, Best Money, money moves. moves. It's called Best Money Moves. I hope it better makes money. Anyway... We're very excited to be back here, and what we wanted to do was start by talking to you about, um, really, Donald Trump and how I think, we think, that social media is going to be completely transformed with this presidency. If
1: it hasn't already, right? It already
0: has. Oh, my goodness, which is why we're calling this podcast Trump Tweets Lessons for Executives on Social Media. And we're going to start by uh, showing you a little bit, or talk, talking to you a little bit about what we think is going on with this and what Fortune 500 and other chief executives can learn uh, from the lessons that the Donald has already imparted.
1: Yes, and I'm sure there are many more lessons to come.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt about that. So let's give you a little bit of background. There's It's been about uh, three years since Fortune debuted something called the Social Register which was a nice little pun, but in their mind, it's the list of the most active chief executives on Facebook, Twitter, and other social media. And it's been, uh, it's no surprise why they decided to do it, right? Because executives are looking at social media activity. It's a, measure, a measurement for them. Other people are measuring them based on that. They're getting their jobs because of LinkedIn basically. Right. And,
1: you know, I mean, there's all, it's all about branding in some ways too, right?
0: It's all about branding as it always is. Um, There are other kinds of companies that are looking to measure uh, executive engagement in social media. In January of 2016, Domo, which is the business management software company founded by Omniture co-founder Josh James and CEO.com, they had their fourth annual social CEO report and they found that uh, social media use among Fortune 500 executives is increasing, but only gradually. And I'm sure that all of these, uh, Fortune and that one and a few others that we found, will be updating everything in January, like they yeah, always it, seem it, to yeah, do. Yeah,
1: I can't imagine that there are, they haven't already started the process to be able to debut their new uh, their new results.
0: Right. So we need to. We thought we would kind of take a look at that because the nation's new chief executive yes. seems so fond. <laughs>
1: Of um, one in particular. Of one in particular. And it clearly, I mean, talk about authenticity, it's pretty clear that, you know, he is the one running that tweet stream.
0: Yeah, he is, uh, which is sort of interesting, because in the beginning, when Donald Trump was tweeting at all hours of the day or night, there was some question as to whether he was doing that. Now, he does say, or he said during the campaign, he would yell out the tweets, and somebody and would be holding would the phone over. and transcribe them and type them right in and make sure they were only 140 characters.
1: Well, and and if that's true, then someone on his staff or many people on his staff clearly have his voice down. And by voice, I don't mean mimicry; I mean writing style.
0: That's right. You don't mean Alec Baldwin's style. I don't
1: mean Alec Baldwin. And great opener, obviously. Right. So
0: we have to, you know, give kudos to Saturday Night Live. This past uh, last night was just an absolute inspiration, and uh, we we just. We just thought it was a remarkable, <laughs> remarkable, and possibly honest look at how the president elect is actually handling social media.
1: Yes, indeed. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. We've been, uh, we've been talking a little bit uh, in prep for this podcast to see. And I, I told Elise that uh, I told you that i had read a story about how whether or not the real Donald Trump handle will move or migrate over to the POTUS handle. And supposedly Obama has already said he's giving it up and all this other stuff. But so we did a little due diligence and found out that the real Donald Trump tweet handle has how many?
0: Like sixteen point six million followers versus POTUS, who has twelve point four. So we were discussing <laughs> at the t- at the kitchen table sort of whether we thought that uh, how many people were going to unsubscribe or unfollow, unfollow yeah. POTUS uh, when it moves over to. At real Donald Trump, but why would he ever move it over anyway? He'll right. probably just, as you pointed out, there'll probably be some tech innovation where whatever he tweets in one place will automatically tweet in the other.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I I confess that I I'm sure that there's an app that could do that potentially. Or there may even I'm not sure that Twitter will allow that. But uh, Hootsuite probably HootSuite has or a buffer head, or one right. of those, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of funny because then the other thing we were chuckling about was what was the uh, overlap. And I'm sure, again, there's some app out there that can uh, read the. I read think Twitter Moz followers. can do
0: that. M-O-Z, if you're not using it. That's what we use in our house now, uh, it, it, meaning think like media house. Uh that's what we use to kind of manage social and right. it tells you who your followers are and it tells you, you know, how many bots are following you, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Million no, statistics.
1: And would they do they do overlap between two different hands? Yeah, you
0: can you can do that and you can search for new followers by um interest and things that they're working on or by the number of followers that they have and all the rest. Um kind of interesting though. I it, it would be interesting, it really, I think that there would be a whole lot of people who are going to unfollow POTUS <laughs> and then follow Barack Obama uh, should he decide to launch his own.
1: I can't imagine. Does, I, I,
0: the guy looks so tired. I mean, maybe he's just going to take a, a complete breather and go off to Hawaii with Michelle for a while. I right.
1: Well, there was something going around this week, too, about how he's going to go into digital media of some sort. So we'll And see. then
0: that was refuted in the news this morning. So, right what to believe anymore. We we will have to do a podcast on fake news, given that the two of us are news junkies, come from the news business, and still at heart are probably journalists.
1: I got to tell you, I have purposely, in some ways, tried to ignore the whole fake news thing, because I know that uh, I can... I feel like I can spot the fake news, but it's interesting. I I haven't done any particularized uh, uh, A-B testing to determine for myself whether I can actually spot the fake news. So... It's going to be interesting. But anyway, that's a different, like you said, uh, different podcast.
0: We'll do a different podcast on that and not in the too distant future. So the the questions that you have to be asking uh, yourself, if you are the head of social media, or oftentimes this falls under CorpCon, right? Yep. Corporate communications will have maybe marketing and maybe it also has PR and then it has social. And those three, I, they're not really silos anymore, but those three lines of reporting um, all have different functions when they wrap up under marketing, I think.
1: Right. Well, and I think, too, what's interesting is that I think for some companies, they already have internal uh, communication coming from their uh, executives, as at least I hope that they do, because that's been a best practice for years. And so the interesting thing is that the people who are most experienced and the experience that most executives have is communicating from an an external basis. Right. Um, And they may even be using social-like tools, like maybe mini blogs, maybe even Slack or something like that. But um, it's, a lot, it's a whole different world when suddenly you're trying to make tweets and you know all sorts of different blog, mini-blog or blog entries public.
0: There was actually a, a great story in Bloomberg's magazine this week about, it's, it's actually about money, so of course that caught my eye being the money girl, but the, <laughs> the, best, money girl. the best money moves girl, right? <laughs> but what caught my eye was a story about how one of the Bloomberg reporters decided to become a social media influencer for the story. How would he get followers? And,
1: you oh, know, I've heard about this story. I haven't read it, though. It's great.
0: It's not, I have it downstairs on the same kitchen table.
1: Did he do it? Was it just Instagram, or did he do it in a bunch of different he ways?
0: He did it in Instagram, and he ended up having, they had to contract with a company that donated its services. Um, you talked to Gary Vierchuk, you know, who's the guy oh, yeah. behind the wine guys. The stuff. wine guy. The wine guy. Yeah. He's hilarious. But he but started, anyway. did you know that he started a marketing firm that now has 650 people that work for it? Yes. So he's I been wildly successful uh-huh. in the whole influencer space. And and you could say that he even created that space.
1: I think to a large extent, I think he is, I don't think he's the only one, but he has really been one to really uh, take advantage of, of it and and monetize it. The heck out of it. Right.
0: So this guy who's this reporter who, by his own admission, bad you know, journalist haircut, but you know, print media haircut (laughs) and you know
1: Which is to say no haircut probably. Right.
0: Ashamed to show anybody what his wardrobe was, they made him into for a month, they made him into an Instagram star and they went from getting like no followers ever, maybe he had like five to thirty to forty to fifty a day. And was able to you know get him to a thousand in maybe a month and a half
1: right no it's it's amazing i mean and and so the question comes in to take it back to it is possible to take your ceo and depending on what your branding strategy is or your visibility or your thought leadership strategy because any of any of those areas from an external basis is something to pay attention to um, for one of your executives for your well in theory your top executive now for some reason you have a company where maybe the top executive isn't someone who is really interested or even you know has the old face for radio kind of situation maybe it's something where the chief marketing or strategy or financial or somebody or operating or administrative somebody in there is is can be a face of your company on social media if the executive chief executive isn't interested but um you know Whoever it is that's picked, I think that there has to be some strategy behind it. And we should get into that a little bit more. I mean, the questions that you posed, I think, are great ones.
0: Right. I I think that you have to really get in and ask yourself, as the CEO, what are you doing with this? Right. Which is is
1: something Donald Trump has not. No, he
0: hasn't. And the point I wanted to make about this Bloomberg thing is that, and the story does a very good job of talking about what a time suck it is. Yes, that, I can that, right, and for this guy particularly, you know, with the haircut that he wouldn't even disclose how much he paid for it, it must have been like three hundred dollars. <laughs> um, and gosh knows if they did a rinse and a color and whatever. Um, hello, being a woman in today's world, but another podcast, just another podcast. Anyway, but the um, you know just the time suck and how nothing that's online is actually real. It's it's well, you right. know his Instagram was completely created. He had to hire a top celebrity photographer right? Mm -hmm. He had to buy photos because his food was not cool enough and interesting enough and whatever enough. So
1: he went on to like iStock photo or? or, uh, No, he went
0: to a photographer who makes these kinds of photos for, you know, Instagram paid her $600 to buy, I don't know, 40 photos? Wow. Enough for a month? Wow. Got clothes, donated to the shoot, they went to Lord & Taylor because none of his clothing was deemed appropriate for this. <laughs> and then he would spend, uh, you know, I don't know what else he did in the month, nothing, because what he did was make it his business to have 1,000 followers. And really you need like 20,000 well, so right, yeah. or 100,000 for them to really get interested in well, you. Right, sure. At 1,000, he said they will, um, that's when companies will start to send you free stuff.
1: Really? Yeah. I, it can't be a 1000 on uh, Twitter, though. I mean, no, no,
0: no. Not on be, Twitter, but, uh, on but on Instagram. Instagram. But on Because you get the visuals, right? And, and when you get up to 50000 right. is when they start paying you two to 5000 to $50,000 for each Instagram photo that you do. Right. So they have all this advice on how to get followers, how to get followers. But it really sucked the whole month, right? And then you had to write the story. Right. And so when you translate that to a CEO who's really busy, r- like the president-elect should be... And if he's not busy being the president-elect, why isn't he busy running the multitude of companies that he has?
1: Yes. But well, that's just an, another At least issue. until he's president because of the whole interest. but we digress.
0: All right. Well, it's another podcast. Right. Are you keeping track? Because no. we're at like four new podcasts. <laughs> anyway, the the questions that you have to ask as a CEO, right? Should you be doing this? has got to be at the top of the list. Should you? What, right. is, what are you doing there?
1: Right. And I guess it's a good question to ask. I guess what happens is that when you ask that question, I think a lot of executives who are not... Comfortable with social media, or even comfortable with marketing in general for themselves, or their involvement in marketing, I think it's easy to take that in the negative. I guess I would take the opposite side and say, how what could it hurt? And in fact, wouldn't it help? It, d- again, depending on the company, right? Well,
0: let's let's talk about your law firm, right? Yeah, You're so a with law law a law firm. A good, a good this example. is good. They're all very successful at your law firm. It's, it's a medium what'd you call it? A medium firm. sized law firm. Yeah. Mid-sized law firm. And would you have the head partners tweet?
1: You know, it's funny. There is actually one or two partners that I would like to get involved in social media, especially one of them has a practice where he's very involved in startups. Mm-hmm. And he's an M&A and private equity type lawyer and for startups. And so that's a whole world where social media is very, very involved.
0: Right. And it would be a business driver. You could see if done right.
1: Or visibility at least. Right? Visibility,
0: get invited to conferences. If done right, then it would um, absolutely be something that would be a draw for the firm.
1: Right. 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 Now, now, take that to my old firm, which was 650 lawyers, 12 offices, blah, blah, blah.
0: Around the world.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, in the United States and one in London, but mm-hmm. yeah. So the question would be, would it make sense for the, for the chairman to have uh, been on Twitter or, or in LinkedIn or one of those things? And I knew the chairman and worked with him very well. And we did a ton of internal communication. Do you want to take that external? My answer would have been it actually would have been a lot of a hell of a lot of fun.
0: Yeah.
1: And it probably would have taken up a lot of time because right. he actually has a personality. Right. And he does he was an appellate lawyer, but he'd also been an Oxford scholar and he would had a he had, I mean he just he's so he's
0: smart, he could he weave in really
1: interesting stuff. An awesome speaker. You know, right. we could and have so done he, podcasts.
0: Sure. And so there are things that you can do in social media when you have a person. And, and that makes it sound like, oh, some people don't have a personality. The real truth oh, is... Oh, there are some executives
1: who don't. We all know that.
0: Okay. Uh, <laughs> but there are, but there are some who, and, and this gets to my second question, which is, you know, if you're going to spend that amount of time, can some of it be ghosted? Like, does, does the executive right. have to do it all? Or can somebody like you, a CMO, or me, a CMO for hire is basically what we yep. are. An agency, sure. An agency. Mm-hmm. Can we ghost in a way that you know mimics the the sound and the feel and the emotion that you'd probably have to get it approved like we would get it all approved for the c you know the fortune 500 companies we were working for right can you do it that way i think
1: you could too i mean i think it's one it I, I, to go back to, for one second to you know the decision point of you know go no go i would say it go with the strength of what you think the executive has so my executive at my old law firm say his strength was writing. And so I think I would have done blogs. And in fact, there's a law firm out there called Cypher Shaw, who's now former chief executive, had a Medium feed. And so he would write a Medium piece, every a piece on Medium.com, um, every week or two. And they were really good. Now, they were about specific things related to the world of mm-hmm. law. So general public would not have been interested even, even a little in some of this stuff. But if you knew that area and you were, and you were a target of that, he was very thoughtful, did a great job at thought leadership. Now, I've met him. He doesn't know who I am, but I've actually met him. Um, in person, he's okay. There's nothing wrong with him, but he's not necessarily this great you know, social media guy. Now, so
0: is he the one doing it?
1: Well, in actuality, I think he was not. And in fact, I kind of know that for a fact, but I'm, I would deny that. Um, but now switch over to my new firm. So the 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 partner who is good at startups and whatever he's very he, he loves to crack jokes he's very glib he's it's, you know he's another smart guy five made a gap on that whole thing, um, but talking in short little snippets is sort of one of the things he loves to do. Well, what's the perfect medium for that? Right, a Twitter feed.
0: So in some ways, it's matching up executive type with the appropriate social media. Exactly. And of the six major ones being you know Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. I'm gonna co- I'm gonna co- say G Google plus, although I don't really think it is. Mm. Uh, oh, I know. I I fell asleep. <laughs> LinkedIn. I already said LinkedIn. What's the other one? Instagram. Instagram. And Snapchat maybe. Snapchat. Now these are all new newer ones. Right. I would say. Uh, you know certain people are going to be better at those than others. I think like anybody over the age of 35 might not be, even be able to know how to turn on Snapchat, let alone form a Snapchat story. <laughs> right, but right. if you're a CEO in their 20s, like yeah. so many of the billionaires in Silicon Valley, right. you're already doing this. Yeah.
1: Well, and what's interesting is that we're talking about CEOs and companies. I mean, I think even the professional services where really your brand is the people. Yeah. And I mean, there's a, a tremendous amount of value, I would think, in thinking about the, the brand of your own people, Uh, as part of social media, you know, taking advantage of social media. And everybody's kind of done LinkedIn. I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people in business and certainly in the professional services world um, have done LinkedIn in a way that, you know, everybody sort of on their outside lives does Facebook. I think another, frankly, another podcast, because, you know, we're almost at our 20-minute mark here is... um, the, the burgeoning business side of your Facebook persona. I think we're going to have to, I think that's going to be another good podcast Yeah, and that's
0: about. really good. Like, how do you leverage it? How, and, and that gets into my last question, which is how do you calculate the ROI, right? right? Because really, it's, it's, the ROI has to be measurable. And we talk about measurement all the time. If you listen to our last 29 or 28 podcasts, this being number 29, we talk about measurement in every single one because right. time is money. And if you're the CEO... Your time is very valuable. I mean, Marissa Mayer taking home fifty million dollars a year,
1: right? But and you know she's not the only one. She has posted some things on Facebook on mm-hmm. a personal setting, especially with the death of her husband and sort of the feedback from that, and then taking on. a No, couple no, 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 no.
0: She's not the per- one. Cheryl Sandberg. Oh, Cheryl
1: Sandberg. Forgive me. Oh my gosh, mixed them up. Sorry. Right. Uh, but sorry, Marissa. So, yes, Marissa um, has her own issues with Yahoo, but anyway. Right. Um, but the, Cheryl Sandberg. That's a fascinating story. And again, maybe the Facebook podcast we should do about someone who's taken the personal and made it professional. Right. Well,
0: her boss has too, right? Mark Zuckerberg of course, yeah. broadcasts everything. Many things in his personal life but he did his wedding and that was astonishing to everybody he published some photos people saw how kind of low-key it was versus some of the stuff that goes on it in, in Lee, right. you know and with the billionaires of Silicon Valley when his daughter Max was born he put that out in there she went to school for the first day so he's been you know very communicative. And how has that changed people's images of yeah, him?
1: Yeah, and he died, apparently, real temporarily.
0: Oh, well, you know, <laughs> so did the Beatles. Yeah, well. You know, John is dead. Paul right. is dead. Whatever. But, it, you know, so when you look at these five questions that are really, I think, crucial for a CEO, I'm just going to recap yeah, re- them. Re- recap. Should a CEO be doing this? Is this a good use of time? What are the dangers? We didn't really talk about that, but the dangers, are, it's fraught with danger.
1: Yeah, and I think that's tied to the platform you pick too, right? Sure. There's different dangers on different platforms. Now,
0: we could say that so many things that the president-elect has tweeted would have killed right. anybody else in the universe oh, yeah. and yeah. men multiple times. Has it hasn't here. So you could argue that what was dangerous no longer is, or we might become inured to it over time.
1: Well, or what's interesting, not to sound like a, some pointy headed academic, that there is.
0: And yet you are uh, well, not. I'm not. <laughs> not. And, um,
1: all right. So, to sound like one, you know, the same sort of social strata that has developed in regular society over literally centuries is maybe even developing on social media in what the span of weeks, months, and maybe a year or two, so that there are certain rules for certain people and other rules for other people.
0: Well, that's a really good point. Um, and what happens when you somehow fall on the outside. That, that to me, makes it a very, very watery line yep. of what's okay and what's not okay. And risky, risky, Very risky, which, you know, part of the danger. Um, to continue on, can you ghost it if you decide that, that, yes, you should be doing this, and you figured out what platform you want to play in? Can somebody else, uh, you know, create that voice? And I would argue that the, the Bloomberg guy is a perfect example of it. They created the voice that was going to work. They know what is going to work, these kinds of companies that that do it, and they figured that out. And then finally, how do you calculate the ROI? So for the Bloomberg guy, just with what he put out there, with what he was spending, he was probably spending, he probably spent two, three, two, three grand for a month to try and get a 1,000 followers. That's a pretty pricey thing, especially on a Bloomberg salary. But...
1: Hope he expensed it.
0: Yeah, I don't know if he could, but I think you know that was the value of what was donated. And then, you know, what would that mean for a CEO? Well, 3,000 a month is pretty small for a CEO. Yeah. Most people doing social media in our shop we charge $200 an hour to do social media. So, if you want a full we a full boat of, you know, 40 hours a week, you know what that's going to cost you. So, you have to try and figure out what it is that you're willing to trade off. And for a CEO, it's time hiring somebody to be your voice. They do that all the time. They're ghostwriters who write all their speeches.
1: Right, sure, for sure. So it's a, so I guess in some too, it's a more complicated uh, analysis. You know, it may seem right off the top of your head, given how what Trump seems to have done, whether calculated or not, is like, oh, hey, you know, let's go ahead and just give our CEO a tweet, Twitter feed or set him up on Facebook or, you know, give him a voice on LinkedIn. Yeah an Instagram feed. It's not as easy as it looks, and it's fraught with lots of decision points and risks, I think.
0: Right. And the, and then you have to ask yourself, I guess, at the very end of the day, to whom are you speaking and to whom are you listening? Oh, sure. Because Twitter feels like a one-way, but it's really not. It's supposed really an engagement tool. To, yes,
1: it is supposed to be a conversation, not a speech.
0: And so, at 140 characters, and that's the other thing, there is no just 140-character tweet. There's a series of tweets right. that come out from right. the president-elect Twitter story as they um and they're it. correct maybe they will and they link them together pre- John you've just given them the next the way to save the company the way to save the company because yes. what happens if Make, Twitter gets older goes to under
1: John Burton no, right,
0: right. <laughs> the burn blog yeah right anyway we'd love to get your feedback on this and any of our other podcasts um you can find us online uh Somewhere. I don't know. Go to thinklink.com. I'll put up Are a little. we WGN
1: Plus still? Oh, yeah. We're
0: still on WGN yes, Plus. So that's what I thought. Oh, yeah. we Go there. Go there. WGN Plus. You can listen to me on Thursdays uh, with Steve and Bertrand doing the WinTrust Business Lunch and sometimes John as well.
1: Every once in a while. Every once in a while. Special guest
0: appearance. All right. So that's it for this one. We'll be back soon with another, maybe even next week. Who knows?
1: Who knows? Indeed. All thanks, right. everybody.
0: Thank you. Oh, and thanks to NBC for letting us take a little bit of a really hilarious Saturday Night Live last night. And to Alec Baldwin, even if he releases his taxes, please keep doing this. Yes, please. All right, have a good week, everybody.
1: See you.